Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Daily Freedom. I am your host, Fernando from Orlando, and today I'm so excited to be interviewing a new friend, Marguerite Baca. Marguerite is an actor, a meditation teacher, a writer, a speaker, and also a comedian. She was featured in the Buns of Steel. She started meditation at 13 years old. She does roast poems, and she also teaches life skills, and the name of her theme in life skills is Stage of Life on the Stage of Life, Marguerite. I'm so excited to be speaking with you again. Welcome. How are you? So good to be here. Thank you for having me as a guest. You're very welcome. Very welcome. The, the way that I experienced you um, last time we met, you were presenting. You're speaking, and you had us go through two meditations. That was I. I came out of that meeting transformed. So thank you for that. And in writing your bio just now, uh, I realized that I had forgotten to write that you were a meditation teacher. Talk a little bit about the importance of meditation in your life. Why did you start so young, and what has the effect been on who you've become over the years? through different stages of life, physical or metaphorically? Well, it's because I meditate that I've been able to flow into all these different creative arenas uh, because uh, it does things to your brain scientifically. You know, you can calm your nervous system, calm and clear your mind and be receptive to that purity of spirit that can come through as intuition, which is intuition is the faculty, a faculty of the soul. And um, that allows for the creativity to be fresh. Say if you're, you know, in a state of bitterness or um, fear chronically, that blocks creativity and efficiency. So when you're calm, you can get more done calmly um so that that's kind of sums up a little bit how it's worked for me to flow into each new stage of life uh, with the awareness that comes uh, for meditation but i you know i did get into meditation um because i think my mind i was seeking when i was a kid i was like you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in this world there's got to be something that we can tap into and i did i did feel like in my brain, and I would experiment when I was lying out on the beach with my girlfriend. You know, okay, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a negative thought, and like, ooh, that doesn't feel good. I could feel the biochemical reaction, even though I didn't know those words back then as a teenager. And then it's okay. Let me switch. Ah, you know, oh, I love life. I'm so grateful. And then boom, I could feel instantly better you know, and so I went back and forth, back and forth, and you know what, there's something in here, how do I get tapped into that, and uh, so one time I was at my grandma's, and I was, I was that teenager, and you know how it is when you're a teenager, you don't want to be around the grown-ups, because they're all dorky, they don't know anything when you're, you know, a teenager, <laughs> and um, so I was flipping through a magazine, and I'm bored, and I saw this ad for uh, meditation, do you want peace? Do you want balance? Like, yeah. And so <laughs> I signed up immediately. I used my allowance money and uh, signed up for lessons in the mail. 
I was dedicated. And my mom, would, she was so cool. She said, don't bother your sister. If your door's, the door's shut, she's meditating. So that's, that's how I got started. And just, it's my greatest passion in life. And I love teaching people how to meditate because I love to see people radiate and, and be in their joy and know they have, they have those skills, everything within them with that breath, especially. Mm. So I just watched, I Googled a few minutes ago, a buns of steel and found a video, video of yours, uh, being a yoga teacher there. Um, how, how did that, that happen? How did you get involved, involved with buns of steel and, uh, and yeah, tell us the story. And for people that don't know what Buns of Steel is, like me, you know, what is Buns of Steel? Well, Buns of Steel is a marketing name, right? To catch people's attention. And it did really well. That that particular line of videos at the time had 65% of the fitness video market. And when they started noticing that, oh, people don't watch just buns and abs and arms of steel. They're getting into yoga now. And so they did a little uh, scouting around um, the producer. She came out of Paramount Studios. And um, so the first place they looked, of course, L.A., that's where I was living. And I had just started teaching. I'd been teaching for five years and my classes were really taken off. And so this producer, she started hearing my name. And um, so she called me in for an interview. And um, so basically, I, I remember what I was wearing. I was wearing black jeans, tight. So I could reveal my quote unquote assets. <laughs> oh my gosh. So here we go with the bun puns. Um, so she literally, it wasn't a casting couch. This, this woman was a serious business. She had me stand up and turn around. So apparently be something between my personality, my popular classes and the buns qualified me. So that's what happened. That's wonderful. <laughs> And uh, so you landed that deal. Um, I watched about 10 minutes, maybe less of the, the video. You were going to meditation already in the video and a very beautiful scenario there. Um, so you were you had been teaching for five years, you said? Yes. Um, this, um, where in LA? Because I, I, I was, for a short amount of time, I was an owner of a, a yoga studio in, in LA. Oh, so Santa Monica to be exact. Wow, you were one of those. Huh? Okay, okay. So I, that was my area. I lived in Santa Monica, West LA, Marina Del Rey for years. And that was my side of town that I, I was born and raised on that side of town. And um, so I was teaching everywhere. Um, Gold's Gym even were the, you know, the bodybuilders. And I was telling these big dudes what to do, you know, and how to stretch and whatnot. Um, but the, the, the place that they found me at was a club called sports connection in Santa Monica. Wow. And when I first started yoga, wasn't that big. There were, I think like four people in this class in like a month later, two months later, wall to wall, 50 people. Wow. And, um, so that was one of the places. And, uh, then suddenly you saw how it boomed. There were yoga studios on every corner. Yeah, yeah, totally. The one um, that I had was, I believe, on 7th. 7th Street. Yeah, 7th. Yeah, across from Ralph's. I know. I think they changed names yeah. now. 
I don't want to say the old name, but <laughs> it was, I think, the biggest one in, in the area. Your studio? Yeah, I had it for a, a little bit. You don't bit. want to say the name? I don't want to say the name. <laughs> I know. We have our little skeletons. I've got my yoga. Yes, yeah, so. yes, yes. Uh, I want to, yeah, the, the, I don't know. There might be some, some things to be cleared. Uh, yeah. Oh, you know, there's a point I want to make to our audience, viewers. I do this thing, you know, when you meditate and you get a sense of the cycles of where you are in life, and that's part of being moving into the stage of life graciously where life is calling you. And so I do like kind of like what the Indians, Native Americans, they call it vision quest. I mean, that's a way to put it. And so when I meditate, I get a sense of where I am if I'm finished with a particular thing in my life and where life is calling me. And so I started getting this thing, it's like vision of a yoga video. And so I'm kind of arguing with the sacred source. So I was like, what? How am I going to do a video? And I was like, so I Google, you know, I checked. I don't think we had Google in, but researched how much would it cost to do a video? And back then it was about $15,000. No way. And then people kept saying, you should do a yoga video. You should do a yoga video. So I said, okay, I surrender to the, the vision. It's pulling me. I wrote a, a, a prayer for it to be, a, a, give people well-being and this, you know, all these words. And I reaffirmed that every day. And I had pictures of other people's exercise videos on my vision board. Mm. And um, I did that for two months. And then two months later, Paramount Studios called me and I still have that prayer and the date. Um, so this is what I'm talking about. It's, it, it's not just making things happen. It's what is life opening to me? And when you meditate and you feel and you know, and not everybody needs to know your vision. It's your vision. Mm. So that's a, Yeah. So I'm really happy I got to make that point. Thank you for that. I've been looking for someone to collaborate on vision boards. And this is the first time I hear you talking about vision boards. So maybe after this, we... <laughs> I'm your vision, uh, vision board gal. I've been doing vision boards since the age of 19. And you think of them kind of like a, what do you call those? Tibetan sand art? mandalas sand mandalas i remember japanese i don't know tibetan but i i, I remember a zen garden that was is it different then where they do a maze with different colored sand and they make art and then they oh, just wow. blow it away oh i have not seen so that. it's a okay. it's a practice of non-attachment you let go here so um the, I, i'm bringing that up because that's how i think of my life and a vision board you've got these visions and then you play it out it's obsolete because I've manifested, I'm exper I've experienced those things. Just clean it. Wow. Clean the stage for the next stage. Exactly. Wonderful. I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, we could talk about this in so many, go in different tangents here. And I want to cover our points for at least this first uh, chat here with you. Yeah. Roast poems. What are those? I know what they are. Why did you start doing them? And I can tell you very passionate. It seems like you love doing them. What are those? And 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 um and how do you how do they happen through you? Because it seems like it's it's a you told me it's a two-week process, it seems. 
average for a poem. Yeah, and it does. It comes through me as, you know, everybody's ideas and creativity can come through them when you open to life. So um, they started with a friend who I just love. And this is a person, she has it all. I mean, every bit of wealth and comfort and everything. And um, I thought, well, what do I get this friend who has it all? And all of a sudden the poem started coming through and it makes fun of her in a playful way, but exact truth and details in her friends and relatives. I got to go, wow, that's so you. And so somebody uh, heard me do that. And then they hired me to write one for a loved one. And this loved one whom I never met, I just did some interviewing, got some details and from another friend and it just, it just comes through and that person's essence and these poems, they just rhyme, wake me up. So (laughs) first thing in the morning, I'm trying to cook dinner until it's done. And they average about two weeks. I love how you said, you know, what can I give this friend who has already everything that perhaps, you know, as far as possessions or money could buy and a poem like that to me is so precious to to put that much uh, energy in, into a gift that mm. I, I love that um how about you share a little bit about your comedian um phase or stage or or uh why did you become a comedian okay I'll get to that can I read two stanzas? Yes, please okay, read okay. the two stanzas of I, the Rose poem. Yeah, I brought a few. So I'm just going to read you a little bit. And this was for when I was hired to write this for a person who has it all. And uh, his wife hired me. So here's just two lines. While tried and true to those he loves, he's an incurable flirt with no hope of reform. Why not? His dapper flair and panache exceed the norm. It's part of his gene pool to strut like a stallion. He can't help it. He's half Italian. <laughs> mm. yeah. so and there's the, what, two pages on that poem? Yeah, that's one, one page. Oh, it's one page with, on uh, that poem. With like, yeah. I don't know, seven stanzas. And that's kind of average, I think, seven or so, eight stanzas. Um, oh, yeah, one does go into... They come out different. Each one comes up, but they're pretty much on one page. And uh, so that was shared at his birthday party. And uh, they got everybody got a kick out of it. And of course, he felt very special because it's very detailed information about the individual. It's a special. It's interesting what what happens when someone puts that much attention on, on the life of another that, you know, of course, you are special. And I know you are a polymath even. And for those of you listening and and watching, consider that if one was to put two weeks giving a special attention to any one in their lives, that Mm -hmm. magic can happen. Mm -hmm. It's not just Marguerite, even though Marguerite is exceptional, that for those listening, watching, I, I, I challenge you to, for two weeks, put special attention to someone in your life and uh, and start taking notes and then see what happens after two weeks of daily note-taking, meditation, prayer, 
um, yeah, as a test. I challenge you. For that. Yeah. <laughs> if everybody practiced that more, huh? <laughs> yes, yes. And my, we, you and I were um, brainstorming before we started recording how perhaps there might be a future class where you'd be showing people how your process for writing these poems that, you know, in the future, if there is such a thing, there'll be an invitation for the listeners. In the yes. Watch <laughs> for that in the future. Yes. Um, which, what do you want to talk about next? Comedian or stage of life, life, life skills? Oh yeah. You were going into comedian. So we'll, we'll go back to that. Um, well, uh, when I moved from Los Angeles, that's, you know, I was born and raised there. So going for auditions was just like an extracurricular activity. And plus I came from a family of showbiz people. So it was like, this is what you do. You know, I've got my grandma, grandmother and grandfather were both dancers on the road. I even saw a, a review of them in Billboard. It said, hot, hot, hot. They were described that way. Wow. And then my um, great grandmother, I got to know her. We had five generations of women alive for some time and she played piano for the silent movies. And so she had chest drawers of sheet music, five cents, 10 cents from way back. So we grew up singing every era of music and dancing. So our family, we just sang and danced, you know, every, it was just natural. And so I was performing there, film, TV, bands, uh, theater, uh, modeling, what have you, commercials. And then when I moved to San Diego, that was a little slower life. And then it was a little too slow for me. You know, just flip-flops and good weather was fun, but I missed the creative edge. <laughs> I do have a variety of flip-flops, though, and a variety <laughs> of hoodies. You know, I've got fancy hoodies, you know. <laughs> laid back hoodies, what have you. But so I thought, how can I get back on stage? Because I, I like to go from solitude of meditation to stage and nowhere really in between. Just so how can I get back on stage? So open mic, let's go to comedy clubs and do two, three minutes and bomb. I did, I bombed a lot, but it's just for fun. And then I'm like, oh, this is well, oh, that's kind of, this is cool. And it's a lot of flexibility. You know, I could still earn a living and doing other things and go to an open mic anytime. And then, of course, I had to go and start studying the craft. And next time I'm staying up till 2 a.m., I'm studying. Oh, how did I get that laugh? Oh, there's a definition. Here's how you, what you do exactly. And so then I gave myself a challenge. I heard that getting what was it? Six laughs per minute. They call it LPMs, LPMs, laugh per minute. <laughs> and so I'm studying Ellen and all these people. They come out, they do their thing. It's like one, one laugh, two laugh, three. Oh yeah, I get six. Ooh, that person got seven laughs per minute. <laughs> so finally, one of my shows, I got seven laughs per minute. I thought, yeah, I hit my goal. You know. And um, so, but the, having the confidence to laugh and break the ice with people um, is something you can do in every area of your life, right? And they say that laughter is the shortest distance between people. Mm. Yeah. So wow. it really is. It's a great way to connect with people and ease tensions. For people that may categorize themselves as someone who's not funny, 
want to work on that and and become funny what would you tell them what, what would be like a crash course uh how do people become funny oh. or how do you write your material to get those seven laughs a minute there is humor absurdity everywhere everywhere when you look at how the stupid stuff people do and i'm a people i'm also a people <laughs> every day so you just write down like the most ridiculous oh, especially petty petty stuff i mean if you watch like seinfeld that's what the show is about all these characters are just petty and trying to get their way and manipulate and so please look for that i mean and it's every day everywhere you know but i do uh, that aside from all the uh, seek out kind people the ones i'm going to welcome into my personal world for sure only kind people yeah so that's why i met fernando through a very kind person oh, i'm messing up the couch um, <laughs> tidy up um so what you do write write down whatever most painful crazy thing your friend your family your neighbor your boss things that are aggravating you and write down exactly what they are doing and what you are doing. And when you're looking at it, that's ridiculous. Oh my gosh. And then it's absurd. I love that. I, I remember going through a phase of, I think I read, started reading two uh, comedy books or on um, comedy writing. Um, and the, the challenge that I was going through was I wanted to be a funnier person. Just, and I remember one thing that I tried and it was kind of felt natural for me was to speak three things. So for thing number one, thing number two, they are alike. And then thing number three, it's very different. So you set the stage. Is there a name for that? Yes. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, that's a classic tip um oh gosh what do they call it um well it's a surprise right yeah um oh gosh there You're is conditioning a conditioning for the one two and then the three and then it's a Not twist the, yeah right there there is a term that that is a classic thing to do you know what's another classic thing to do is real simple real simple any words that start with a sound oh that's kinky oh that's quirky or you're like those those they're like the the new modern girdle spanks you know anything with a k sound um it gets laughs oh another thing the word balls anything <laughs> with balls <laughs> balls to the wall you know anything with the word balls for some reason you throw that in i love it shortcuts i i was listening to a a, a a book yesterday no it was actually a podcast and it was about this this guy in his 80s and he teaches uh entrepreneurs how to uh have better businesses and he was talking about how the importance of humor um in life and how if an, a client someone wants to become his client he, he won't take the person as a client if they are not very humorous because he believes that a person that if they don't have humor, they're still living in, a, in, in a, say, in a mentality of anxiety. They haven't done their, their inner work yet. Maybe they need to see you and learn meditation. 
but that's it's interesting that you say you know laughter is the shortest distance between two people and yesterday i heard that um as a uh, standard for someone taking on a client or not that they need to be somewhat funny or have humor um something to, to the extent that it to be serious about the mission, but light, lighthearted on the on the actions. Oh, I like that. Something about that. You, you want to serious about the mission and the way it, it's it, it happens is it the actions are with light, lighthearted. lighthearted. Yeah. Oh, that totally makes sense. That's like that's how I teach yoga and meditation. That's, those are serious for maintaining health, for maintaining peace. For maintaining, you know, creative spirit, but there's laughter and lightheartedness, and people use that word to describe my classes, lighthearted. Oh, wow. And um, yeah, and I, I love to to add that um, a lot of people who meditate they tap into this. Um, for instance, I've kind of related to Seinfeld and the Dalai Lama. They both I noticed, you know, these two guys they're they're cheerful, they laugh, they see the funny and all petty, absurd little things we do. And I do too. So I feel like I've got this thing in common. I found out that Jerry Seinfeld has been meditating for 40 years. Wow. And I, I should have known. Also, interesting. Mm -hmm. Taking notes here. Folks, you taking notes too? Start them at, if you had if you didn't start at 13, uh, like Marguerite did well start now it's it's start now start now yeah i remember you taking us um the group here the you know be through a meditation um we didn't talk about this offline if you like to take people through one of the mm. meditations here mm. uh we don't have to but it's it, it, time permitting what yeah how much time do we have? uh we have about another maybe say 15 minutes yeah, so I think we can do this. Maybe do. Uh, yeah, I did. I did two meditations, and this ties in with the life skills. I think we were gonna talk yeah, about that. Talk right? a lot, uh, yeah, if we we can talk about life skills now, and then leave the meditation to them. Right, because th th that'll introduce why we do these meditations. Okay. This, yeah. So okay, let me do it. I'll do it. Uh, yeah, oh, so you want to do the meditation first or talk about the life skills first? Life skills. Okay, so let's talk about life skills. So um, why life skills? What's so important about teaching life skills? Well, the, these are very particular life skills that lead to um, moving graciously on the, uh, the stage of life on, on the stage of life, whatever stage that life is calling you to, kind of like the, um, when I, I could feel it was time to move into yoga and and then all of a sudden the video. And then even then after that, as uh, Fernando and I were discussing, the world of yoga got so saturated. There was yoga studios on every corner. Um, so then I started thinking, well, what else is calling to me? And then uh, then the comedy. So then all of a sudden I'm deemed the first yogini comedian and I'm speaking at the Sedona Yoga Festival and doing comedy. So it was this stage and it's very individual. So 
that's what I'm talking about. Everybody's got their own fingerprint and nobody else has it. And you're here, your voice, your fingerprint. We need your expression on, on the earth. So you're here for a reason. And so the, the life skills that I teach tie in with meditation and not big, long dragged out meditations um, is learning how to use the breath to turn within and not blank out it's not like they're like okay i'm not gonna think don't think about anything don't think about anything don't think you know don't think you know it's about calming down so you can hear and observe and identify hmm oh, oh yeah i feel a little tension here and gosh i was i feel so excited about this or Oh, that person, what they said to me yesterday is still bugging me. And let me get to the bottom of this. And why, you know, so you, you turn within and become aware of yourself, one. And then secondly, identify what it is I'm thinking, feeling. And then third, you consciously choose. Oh, dude, is this something that's good for me or not? Or this person I'm thinking about or feeling, is that what they say? Is that good for me or not? And then you can make a choice and take action. So you're going from like dreaming to deciding to doing. And um, so, so you're moving consciously. You're not just falling unconsciously into stuff. And especially victim, the victim is a tired old story, isn't it? And let me tell you, I know the victim story. I have been it and it's, a, you know, we do get victimized in certain situations. Um, that's, that's true. Um, but continuing to allow yourself to be victimized. If you have a choice to pull yourself up by the bootstraps, find gratitude um, so that you can move graciously into what life is calling you to do. And there's countless gifts, countless gifts every day that we easily miss if we're focused on being a victim. I mean, one thing, at the very least, and be grateful for that breath. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah, totally. Someone was, uh, I was sharing with someone today, uh, the, the question in one of the groups I'm part of was, what do you do to, uh, to enhance your pro productivity? And I said, um, something to the effect of uh, close my eyes for two minutes, and do deep and slow breaths. So it's slowing down to speed up, slowing down to speed up. Um, oh, my gosh, that is so powerful that simple thing he just said do that because he you know just two minutes to consciously break and that's a, a weekly assignment that i give my my students i teach this life skills program um uh, includes meditation uh, at usd and every week i give them the same homework assignment once a day conscious breath because people say i don't have time to meditate well, pay me to meditate, right? For you, that isn't going to work. So <laughs> I'd be rich though, huh? Because, um, so I said, <laughs> I'll do it for you. Done for you meditation. 
Yeah, you know how to do it. So DIY, do it yourself. And um, but I do, I give them this one assignment. Just do one cycle of conscious breath a day. And then what you find sometimes, if you just do it, then you'll go, I guess I'm lost in it. And it's happened to me. I'm in my car and I'm thinking, okay, I just finished that. Now I'm gonna let go and get ready to do this other thing. Take that breath to integrate what I just did and move forward into what I'm going to do next consciously. I give them that assignment and because I know if they get hooked, they're going to hopefully get hooked on, on that conscious breath. So that's me. Please talk more about the, and I remember now uh, something I learned from your last talk, uh, transitions. So going from appointment to appointment or from activity to activity and having that transition. Mm. Yeah, I'm glad you remembered that because that's what it's about. Conscious transitions, so like so, I'm talking about little mini transition, right? So before I came here, I had a little errand, and I breathe. Okay, I'm done with that. Now, in my car, getting ready, breath, conscious. Now, I'm going to greet people on Fernando's podcast. And between us and our vivacious joy, we're hopefully, well, my, our intention, my intention, I'll speak for myself. You can speak for yourself. Um, I don't know about you, buddy, but I am here hopefully to uplift people. <laughs> Me too. You do. All right. Okay, okay. Okay. We share the same thing. Okay. Okay. We share the same thing. So I made that conscious transition. And um, so after I leave here, I'm going to take a breath. Oh, that was fun. That was cool. Next go home, eat dinner, whatever, and, and get into what I've got to do next. So it's just like the big stages of life I'm talking about. Um, a, a good example is empty nesters, like moms, you know, prepare. If those kids are going to college, it's not going to be as noisy in the house. Think ahead about what you want to invest your energy in. So you're not left there getting too nosy and budding in your kid's life let them go and you get going with your new stage of life that's just one example yeah um so those are big stages so what uh, fernando's talking about the little stages all day long you've got these little stages. what where am i at now lunch meeting uh do my bills you know you breathe between each thing mm, i love that it's uh I, I gotta do that i'm gonna i'm gonna do it for the next seven days i'll let you know how it goes because it's such a beautiful thing because each conscious breath the times i remember to do them or you know for six months i had alarms every three hours that i would stop whatever i, I was doing and i would meditate for four minutes and whoever I was with, I would ask them. And the, the, the alarm was a song, a classic song for four minutes. Like, so like, is it okay if we just close our eyes and meditate for four minutes or just take slow breaths? And most people would say, yes. I'm like, okay, let's do it. I don't do that anymore because, you know, it, I guess I graduated. <laughs> but now- Did I've, you establish the habit I, from doing that? I, I established the habit. I did have reminders, but something told me, okay, now- you 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 conquered you're ready for the next big challenge which 
longer no longer uh, work periods without interruption, without those interruptions of those four minutes. And what I think I can introduce now in my life is having, uh, you know, sometimes back-to-back client meetings or or business meetings or podcasts, which is, are my favorite. It's podcasts. It's talking with people like you. Is can have a one deep breath, one full cycle of, of conscious breath to transition. So I acknowledge what just occurred, thank myself, thank the other, bless the moment that was co-created, and then bless the moment that's about to be co-created. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's why I'm able to do all these different things I do. As people, people are surprised, like, what? You did that so fast? Or, oh, you didn't wait. No, because it, it it does, it's those smooth transitions instead of, you know, what happens when it's not a smooth transition? Clumsy, absent-minded, forgetfulness, dub your toe, make mistakes. Uh, so that conscious breath, ugh, I'm tired just thinking about all that, you know, just like, <laughs> oh God. you know, it, 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 so yeah, if you're clumsy and all of that and forgetful, you, how many of you have walked, get, this is a common car. And you say, did I? Uh-oh, something happened with the mic. I did something. Sorry. Okay. Oh, did I lock my car? And you go like this to hear the beep, right? So instead of going, getting out of the car, beep, lock the car. I consciously, conscious every step of the way. It saves so much time. <laughs> <laughs> the little act yes okay can i share something with you yeah, yeah. So, so um i started after I did my hypnotherapy certifications nlp certifications i started playing with how much i can program myself then with the ideas of the atomic habits which is a book on how to create habits and talks about triggers so i was like what is something that i do almost every day or once a week and it's starting my car I start my car. So it was like, is there something that I can attach, a meaning I can attach to me starting the car, which I have a, a car that I really love to drive, which is, you know, really nice sound when I started the motor. It makes me feel like, wow, this is great. And then I start attaching meanings that as soon as I start the car, I am now a dot, dot, dot. And I could, you know, say here what the identity is, which is a confident, fun, clear-minded, um, a visionary, fun, forgiving, compassionate. He is all that. But anyways. <laughs> so uh, I, the reason I'm sharing here for folks listening and watching is if if you haven't been uh, around the, the idea of creating habits, um, use things you do every day, such as brushing your teeth, drinking water. For those of you that drink water, I hope everyone is drinking enough water. Um, but so, such as eating or brushing teeth that before you do the thing you're going to do every day, then add a meaning to it. And that meaning is something that you want to establish in your life. And it could be, say, if you want to then add a second uh, habit, which is working out or doing push-ups that before I brush my teeth every day, I would do them 10 push-ups or before I brush my teeth every night, I'm going to take a deep breath Mm -hmm. on the way to becoming a meditation teacher. (laughs) 
or not, or just remembering to lock a car. But it's doing the things you do every day. Like as soon as I take my shoes off, it means that I am loved. I am home. I love myself. I like that one. All the mm. things that we do every day, we can start attaching meanings and start playing these games that uh, can turn a habit, that something that's unconsciously competent, into now a fun thing. Oh, yeah. Like an affirmative, magical feeling. Yes. I and love you can that. attach that to jackets, to certain boots, to certain clothing, that this is my fun jacket. This is my confident uh, hat. This is my uh, friendly. Symbolic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mean. Yeah. Oh, there's affirmative objects. Yes. Ma uh, Marguerite, um, it's been wonderful. What, uh, what would you like to leave folks with as a thought, as a feeling, um, as we start completing this conversation? I would like to leave you with the suggestion to ask questions all day because your subconscious or I'm not sure what part of you, what some part of you will hear that question and answers come, come in calmness. For instance, I have a couple of questions I ask myself every day in that calmness. Conscious breathing is the science, the way to come into that, a master calmness. But get into calmness as best you can. And then by asking, here's my favorite, what can I do today to take care of my health? And, you know, don't be stuck. It could be, it doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, I'm going to eat more vegetables or tofu. Right. It could be, you know, I really need to clean the dust off. I've been looking at that layer of dust. I need to dust <laughs> or I need to file those documents. Um, you'll find it almost gives you like a, these things can give you this ease and well-being. Otherwise, these things that you're not handling um, it could be needing to set a boundary with somebody. And then even then those can be touchy things. And I, well, how do I set a boundary with this? Then you ask, what's the best way for me to set a boundary? Should I say something, text something? If so, what are the words I should write? Should I block this person? You know, it could be, be you. <laughs> Sorry. The answers can be different, but they're different from your head than they are from your soul, the intuition of your soul. Your soul wants to guide you. Your sacred source always wants to guide you to life's countless gifts. So ask questions in that calmness for your answers. And okay, on the bigger cycles, where am I in the cycles of life? And start to foresee, you know, get a sense. Okay, oh, I've just planted the seeds for this situation. Like, for instance, this, this podcast, this is 
planting a seed. I went to the this networking where we Fernando and I met, and there was a speaker there that planted a seed. I met other cool people there and Fernando. And so I'm doing this and this is going to, this is a blooming of that seed, right? And so it's gonna bloom and bloom and bloom. Just watch out. And, um, and then it comes to harvest, right? And so there, there's gonna be this fruition of productivity and maybe even products, merch as they call it. <laughs> Do you merch, have any merch? Merchandise merch well yeah i had some merch um <laughs> it's, it's a little bit part of my past cycle uh well from 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 my co comedian uh show i had these t-shirts and people some people took it the right way some people did not it it came through to a meditation it said meditation is the new orgasm because I get off. I mean, meditation really, oh, I love this. I'm passionate about it. Some people got it. And then other people just like, well, can't you do both? You know, but no. <laughs> so that's my merch. Um, I still have some leftovers. Um, click on the link below. Click on the link below. <laughs> you really want that. I also have the buns of steel on the buns of steel. I put it on DVDs, but people aren't even using DVDs. So th that's the last of my merch. I'll come up with some new merch, folks. <laughs> people want to get in touch with you. How can they find you? They can find me at my website, which is really easy. It's just my name. I got tidy up things. I'm one of those people that straightens out pictures too. Um, the I do. I do. I saw it was driving me nuts. I was in an office. I was like, oh my God, don't do it. Don't do it. Just leave it alone. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, my www.margaritebaca.com. And uh, links uh, will be uh, our, wherever this podcast is, is broadcasted to. Thank you, Marguerite, for sharing your light, your fun uh, we didn't get to do the, the meditation, meditation, but we can do it next time, if you like. Yes. Uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, let's chat about that vision board. Um, very excited that you actually have this amazing story. Um, and I have one too, but I'll share it next time. And um, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. And it, it really is fun. And you know what? That That's the main thing. We're, it's fun that's the result of doing these practices and the things that we're sharing you end up having fun yeah right? yeah totally and meditation it's been i think the the best thing of i started doing um in in my 20s so i highly recommend mm. everyone to i i didn't start as early as 13 i i was praying i was doing prayers mm. uh but it's a it's a little different and i like both now yes both affirmations prayer i hear you breathing and you got all this for free today <laughs> love it folks there you have it uh, go check uh marguerite uh, baca in her website uh spells m-a-r-g-u uh e-r-i-t-e-b-a-c-a.com oh yeah and, and oh yeah and if you want a rose poem I've got a whole process. Uh, if you've got a loved one, I don't need to know the person. I've got my process for interviewing you as uh, if you want to give that person who has it all uh, a rose poem.
yes, give the gift of a rosebone. Contact Marguerite. Uh, be well, folks. Uh, as I usually say, uh, whatever inspired you today, share with at least one person. If you share with two, better. If you share with three, you're winning because the inspiration and transformation, the insight will uh, sustain based on sharing. If it just stays in the mind, it may last you know, some time, but if you share it, the more you share, then others will start seeing you projecting, project onto you what you shared with them. They now have a new expectation and usually uh, we go in places in life uh, in relationship to the expectation that our peers have of us. So surround yourselves with people that expect the best for you yeah. and also the future you and meditate and uh, share this, like, comment. There'll be some links with gifts below, link to Marguerite's site. And I'm glad to also offer uh, starting New Year's 52 Weeks of Freedom. If you wanna, you wanna be in that. And fifty-two weeks of freedom. Whoever signs up will also get a a spot for a significant other, a business partner, or a friend, at no cost. That way, there's two of you going through a fifty-two weeks of freedom program, not just you. Love that for word freedom. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Marguerite. Till next time, folks. All right. Enjoy. Live freely. And uh, bye bye for now.